Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 364. In a few minutes, we're going to bring our guest, Randy Chang, on the show. Randy is the Director of Instruction at Journey at Pachanga in Southern California. And he's been on the show before. It's been a while. Uh, it's been back in episode 111. which Way was back. Five years wow. ago, Mike. Uh, almost hard to believe it's been that long, but... Wanted to bring him back on the show because he's he does um, amazing work working with junior golfers. Uh, I know a lot of people listening. Maybe you listen with your kids. Uh, maybe you have kids. Maybe you're thinking about one day having kids that are going to get into the game. Uh, as golfers, we all love sharing the game. You know, and, and getting that opportunity to share the game with our kids is one of the the best parts about it, if you ask me. It really is, because now you got a sport that you could do with your kids, you know, at a young age. You know, right. my seven year old can't reach the basketball hoop yet, things like that. So, right, Plus, you get them out, outdoors. All those reasons why we like doing it. So, we're gonna ask some of the most common questions that parents have. We're gonna ask Rand, Randy. We're gonna talk everything about how to get them interested to. Uh, concerns you might have with the cost of it, whatever it may be, and also what to look for in a good golf program. Uh, they run a terrific program out there with Randy, and um, I think whether you are fortunate enough to be in the Southern California area, and maybe you can work directly with Randy in his programs, or anywhere, you can kind of see what he does to structure his program and what you can kind of look for and, and what a good program should look like. So we're going to dive into all that in a little bit. Uh, first, of course, we want to do this week's Twitter tap. In, okay. Right? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we have fun with these. Last week was was a funny one with all those, uh, those stories. The random pairing. Random pairing. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And actually, again, it just... Some of these stuff just lines up by chance um, because especially we've been shifting a lot of our interviews around because of weather and other stuff like that. But we ended up with another topic this week that just was perfect timing. So, guys, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golficity so you can join the Twitter tap in each week. And this week we asked, what is one thing you wish you knew when <laughs> you first started playing golf? Love it. What are the chances, right? Lined up. We're talking about youth golf today. Perfect. What's one thing you wish you knew? And and one thing it reminds me, I want to ask Randy when we get him on later, there's certain concerns I have as somebody who's, who's learned and, and how I know how hard it is to make swing changes. So getting your kids off on the right foot. So we're going to talk about that more in a second. But um, is there anything you, Mike, specifically? I actually you replied wish to done? this one. You did. There I am right there in the middle. I said, I wish I knew what club fitting was and how and why I should take lessons. At first, I just went out and hit a bunch of balls into the woods. Yeah. And that's kind of where my golf obses obsession started. I was a baseball player. I loved swinging the club. I felt like I swung a ton. And it kind of might explain my tempo nowadays. <laughs> but uh, I really just wish I knew that that club fitting was a thing. And I wish I knew, uh, like I said, how to get lessons, meaning where do I go and mm -hmm. why I should get lessons. Why is it important? Yeah, I agree with you on that fitting thing. That was one of the biggest uh, light bulb moments for me. Uh, the first time we got fit, we worked with Kevin Sprecher. Now it it's going back with three years ago. Yeah, about three years. And, yeah. and prior to that, I, I played everything just off the rack. Mm -hmm. um, so it just that made such a difference for me in confidence. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think also for me, I think one of the things that I wish I had learned earlier was about the idea of focusing more on short game because I, I the more I play the game more I realize that that's where the scoring happens the more I realize that that's one of the areas my game needs the most improvement you so know, you would have spent more time on the putting greens than at the range putting you go greens, way back huh? you know chipping yeah you know those I think working on I agree you know, with that 
pitch shots mm-hmm. because now I, and I look back and I realize how much of my free time when I had it to to work on my game was just going to the range and just. Oh, there's nothing fun about you. Hey, I'm getting into this new sport. I'm going to go to the range and just hit some putts. Right, you right. know, no one does that. <laughs> right, but I we know that we've had all different people, you know, learning and teaching the game on the show. And one thing that we learned is a lot of them who the 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 way they approach the game was starting with the short game. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. youth golf, a lot of guys will start with the short game, and it just makes so much sense. It's something I wish I had done. But let's see yeah, some of these responses here. One that jumped right off the page, Josh Hinkle. He said, I wish I knew that YouTube had many good instructions, tips, that everyone plays the game and learns the game in different ways. Uh, I always found myself trying to replicate and got easily frustrated until I really just found my own swing. And this goes back to me as well. That's another thing. Like I found Andy and Piers as my first YouTube guys that taught golf, um, maybe like five or six years into the game. Like it took a while. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, who are these guys? And then when I finally met them, I was like, you guys, you know, changed my game. You know, you guys are great. And, uh, I, I wish I was watching those videos back. Like Josh said, we are fortunate. And then there's such a wealth of information out there now. Mm -hmm. Um, this one's great from Doug K. He's just kind of, exactly what i was just kind of you know proving that point here he says uh one thing he wish he knew is that length means nothing and half of your shots are around the green so practice chipping and putting till your hands bleed that's it <laughs> uh i mean i know he's being you know a little bit facetious with length means nothing because the reality is the more you can shorten the course you know the better your scoring will right. be but i think he, he, that's exactly right the mindset is right cuz so much of us we worry so much about pounding the ball that we don't we don't know what to do from 100 yards and in and if you think about it i mean grab your last scorecard and just glance through it and you'll realize that like how many times were you 100 yards out after one or two shots and then right. all the rest of the shots happen there mm-hmm. you know three or four of the shots on absolutely. the hole absolutely we're seeing a very consistent theme here with everyone you know we are. Brad Healy, how important chipping and putting is to lowering your scores. Uh, I'm seeing that a lot. Yeah. And I I love this one from um, Casey Loves Golf, who uh, we always appreciate. He's always, you know, hopping in there in the comments and things like that. But he said, so true. Go play as much as possible. When you get older, you won't have as much time to play. With a wife and kids, the playing frequency gets less and less. And it's so funny now because we have that experience with the wife and the kids and things mm-hmm. like that. When we have some of the younger guys like Jeremy, our interns, stuff like that, we see him playing 36, 36 a day. We're a like, day. go get it, man. Yeah, seriously. Go out and play. And, and if it, it's one of those things that I don't think I would have believed it so much when I said it. How crunch for time your life becomes we're going to talk about that like you know with youth golf and stuff as these kids get busy and on the weekends now you're running them around to baseball practice dance class whatever it is yep it's all that time that when you were younger you were playing so for all you uh younger guys and gals out there listen up play as much golf as you can not to say you won't be able to but but play as much Just golf play as, as, much you as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Jonathan T says, I wish I knew that it gets worse before it gets better. Yep. There you go. <laughs> it is true. Anybody who's gone through like a swing change or learned something, realize that every time there's that growing pains. But I think the light in the tunnel is that it does get better. Stick with it. Don't just slide back into old habits. Exactly. Yeah. These, some of these are great. We got Rob at Philly Golfers. He just says the addiction level. We can all appreciate that. It, yes, exactly. Um, a lot of getting lessons early I'm seeing here. Yes. And how about this one from KG says the progress is not linear. Yes. 
Remember that. Mm -hmm. It is so true because it's so discouraging sometimes to feel like you were playing so well and then now you're not. But it, that's looking at it in too short of a timeline. Expand that timeline and just look at your progress over time. It, it's a slow roll towards better and better. Right, you got to ride out those ups and downs because there's going to be plenty of them. That's for oh, absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, what else we got here? Philip Johnson, that my wife wouldn't love the idea of me being gone four plus hours when I play. Yeah, you'll learn that quick. Yeah, there's just and there's just so many here coming into like like short game and short things game like lessons, that. Yep. Obviously, as we always say, we don't have enough time to read them all. So make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter. Use the hashtag Twitter Tappin, and you can check out some of these responses. But thank you to everybody who responded, and you can always still join the conversation. Respond, you know, reply to that tweet or or drop your your own take in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook. Uh, we love to keep that conversation going, uh, but. You know, we got a lot to talk to Randy about, right? So let's uh, let's go ahead and do a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to dive right in let's and bring it. Andy, uh, bring Randy on the show. Uh, so first, we want to thank Titleist um, guys. The new TSI drivers offer players two distinct ways to take advantage of their most advanced medals lineup ever, um, and you can find the one that fits you and experience of what it's like to step up on every tee and ready to perform. Um, we know we've experienced that, and. Wow. I mean, one thing we've heard us say here on the show is that Titleist really took what they learned with the revolutionary TS line and applied it to the TSI. I was absolutely in love with my TS driver. Uh, and I said it would have to really do something to, to, to make me give yeah. that up. And that's exactly what the TSI did. You can really feel and see that it is, it is, there's a, a whole lot of that learning that went into it, but it is a whole new club. The new face technology, the ball just flies off the face. We both say we love the sound. Mm -hmm. They just sound so pure when you hit them. And I'm able to get that forgiveness that allows me to really kind of get into the ball with my driver. I'm hitting more fairways than I ever did before. Um, don't just take our word for it. Go out, find a Titleist Thursday event where you can you can demo these clubs for free. You can get fit for free at those events. However you got to do to, you know, even to go to the big box store and just take one and get it, get in your hands and just feel it. Um, I think you guys will be surprised at how great these drivers feel. But then one thing I will say is when you're ready to make that commitment, get that fitting. Like you said before, get that fitting, man, get it dialed. That was it's, wild. It makes such a great the difference. changes. Ugh. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. We haven't even really had a full season of that. I think we played one round Hamilton farms, one full 18 with that. We played some other nine hole yeah. things and a couple competitions. We hit it in the sim, but this is going to be here to really rip it out i there, can't man. wait to get it here under my belt with the, with I know. the driver That's i'm just curious sure. you know yeah. but anyway uh just also want to just thank FootJoy. the all-new hyperflex from FootJoy is tuned for golf with every detail designed and developed with the golfer in mind starting at the top it looks awesome i love this shoe i say it's probably hands down the best golf shoe that's ever been created i'm probably going to wear it all year including to bed i mean this thing the <laughs> mesh material on the upper provides this great fit that forms to your foot it's kind of like a sock and uh, it's fully waterproof uh, next they got this all new rapid fit system that ensures a dialed in precision fit which wraps your foot in complete security i mean it's all important because we walk a lot of golf i mean sometimes we play 36 we go on golf trips those are coming back guys golf trips are coming back so we're going to be playing those long stretches of golf it offers so much comfort with that strato foam midsole coupled with that optiflex outsole um, i mean it's got everything you need whether walking or swinging it's available now you can get it in the laced version or you can get in that new rapid fit boa system mm -hmm. shop now at footjoy.com all right guys so let's go ahead and bring randy chang on the show back on the show right now and talk youth golf 
All right, guys. So we are happy to welcome back on the show Randy Chang. He's the director of instruction at Journey at Pechanga in Southern California. Um, it's hard to believe. We were talking about this right before we we hit the record button here, Randy. But can you believe it's been almost five years since we last spoke? I cannot believe that. When I was thinking about it, I thought it was maybe a couple of years, a couple of summers ago is what it what it felt like. But then, <laughs> you know, watching a guy's show, starting to get. Uh, you know, with this type of venue, seeing you, it's, it's great what you folks are doing. Oh, we appreciate that. It, it is wild how time flies, but what we're going to talk about largely is about youth golf. And I know that's a big focus for you is, is instruction. You know, you've been doing this for a long time, 35 years that you've been in the game, but, um, it's funny since the, our last talk, our, our kids who are, we're starting to get into the game. Mike has two daughters. I have two daughters. Um, they were the, the younger ones weren't even born yet. And the, yes, the right. older yeah. ones were only maybe one and two years old, but yeah. now they're when we, now that they're at to that point where they're starting to get of the age to play golf. So we've got a lot of questions for you there, but before we dive in, anybody who didn't hear the show, uh, when we last spoke, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and a little bit about, um, you know, Pachanga and journey and, and, and what you do there. Yeah, so I have, as you said, around, you said, you know, 35 years ago, so it's been another five, so now it's 40, so <laughs> it's, 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 I can't believe it, it's Talk going about that time fast, flying, but, right, exactly. And it's going even faster these days with, with the, with the pandemic and everything else, but uh, we've gotten extremely busy. I got into this business, again, 40 years ago, uh, first going the route of uh, becoming an engineer, as my parents uh, wanted me to become. And uh, while I remember that defining moment in college where uh, when I started actually playing the game, I said, well, if there's something that I'd like to wake up and do every day, uh, I'd rather do that than going out and digging ditches. So uh, <laughs> I remember getting out of the engineering uh, facet of it and uh, decided to become a golf pro. So um, that's how it all started. And, and back in those days, I was competing the, at that age uh, with the Freddie Couples, the Marco Mera's, the Tom Layman's. We're all back in those days, uh, you know, getting through college and just getting on, on the tour. So uh, I didn't have much success in, <laughs> in getting that far. But um, uh, from there, I decided to get in, into the business of golf and and running golf courses, um, teaching, and and it's Kim forty years now. Where now I I have uh, multiple golf schools here in Southern California. And our main niche, as uh, you can kind of see in the background, I really enjoy is teaching that uh, you know the, the the young juniors. But what we have learned today, uh, after all these years, we I feel we kind of went have gone about it the wrong way. From the standpoint of of health, safety, and what we're seeing here today, the last maybe five years on how uh, the physical aspect of the game, learning from from Tiger, who has gone through his fifth back surgery, and how we used him as a model because he started at you know two and a half years old, so that developed our Tiny Tees program, uh, you know, twenty years ago. And now we're treating it a lot different than we did back then. So what are some of those differences? And, and if you could 
give us an idea of what age groups you work with now. I know one big question, we get it often, whether it be on the side or, or in our Facebook group, people will often ask, you know, I've got young kids. What What is that point where you get them started? And we'll talk more about even how to kind of build that interest because um, I think that's also, that's a big key is, is just getting them interested. And it's very difficult with kids at a young age to do that. And a part of it is just trying to make it fun. But where are you at with that right now? Is there a certain age group where you encourage people to start more formalized instruction when it comes to golf? Well, when it comes to introducing the game of golf to them, we are introducing them at as young as three years of age. We have our tiny tees program, like I said, that we've been doing for the past you know, 20 some odd years that our niche market was uh, like three, five, six years of age. And the reason why we are successful with that or have been successful with that this whole time is, is, is because of Tiger. Um, so, you know, we introducing them to the game at that age is the way we go ahead and teach it. It's been very uh, successful. The kids have fun. And, you know, going forward to where like your kids are at is where they start, um, I guess, really understanding what it's like. They can get around a golf course at that age, around six, seven, eight, uh, the way that we we go about teaching and introducing uh, the kids at that age. They're out playing on competitive golf now. Um, mm. So it's just a matter of how and what we what we tell them to do, you know, at the real young age. Uh, you know, at, at Journey of Pachanga, uh, we have the different phases where we have the uh, the tiny tees, three to six years of age from there. Then we get from seven till about 12 where we where we've uh, they get they can get a little bit more uh, competitive and and playing the game, you know, on the golf course. Uh, a lot of these kids these days are, are beating their parents at, you know eight, nine, 10 years of age. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then specializing for the ones that want to take it to the, to the next level around, you know, around 14, 15, where they decide, Oh, that's okay. We want to play, play golf, uh, competitively at the next level, meaning, you know, playing in high school, want to get to college or even further to make it on tour. Gotcha. And did you happen to see, especially in this past year, uh, we, we often say the kind of the silver lining of some of what went on with COVID was that it shined a spotlight on golf because it was one of those sports that you could go out and, and play safely. Um, and we saw a lot of a younger audience coming even to you know, the podcast and things like that because they, we found that a lot of them, their team sports were more or less put on pause. Uh, so a lot of them were picking up golf clubs for the first time that's here, at least locally. We saw a lot of that. Did you see that similarly? Was there any type of uptick in more of an interest in the game in the, in 2020 it, for you? It's been happening all over the world. It's been all over the, the nation, especially, uh, during this past year, our, our classes, uh, waiting list now um unfortunately we can't do the big groups and mm -hmm. so we've had to take the the groups that we had and and make them into smaller groups so we can uh, make sure everyone's safe during these times so um so we've had to work longer hours and make more time for smaller groups so you know not to complain that we're uh, 
extremely busy, but what you experience over there is happening all over all over the nation, especially with us as well. When it comes to the junior programs, everybody, all my uh, other uh, professionals up here in the area are all are all extremely busy, as well as the golf course. And we're having some issues now that that the golf courses are real busy. We have a hard time getting on the golf course now uh, for the next levels that are trying to play competitively because they're uh, the golf courses are all so busy. Gotcha. One of the, one of the biggest questions that we often get, and and Mike and I have experienced it ourselves with our own kids, is how much of it is like kind of a push versus a pull. Like when you us as golfers and and pretty much all golfers can relate to this when they have kids is that they want to share the game with their kids. They want to get them involved, but it's, it's not quite knowing how to walk that line of, we talked to her about earlier, like that interest, getting them interested in a way that's like almost seems a little bit more organic than kind of pushing them into it. Cause there's a lot of reasons why we would want our kids to play the game. Not only do we love it, but also for the reasons, as we said, it's, it's a good, safe sport, those types of things. What, advice would you have for our listeners who are parents who are saying, I want to get my kids into the game, but I want to do it the right way where it kind of, it sticks and it's something that they feel like they're part of that decision. So in the, in the past, I'd say uh, five to 10 years, there are no, are now programs like what we've had here for a long time. Uh, but like in your area now, um, the PGA of America has done a really good job of starting to uh, get the people that do what we do uh, out there to the general public. So, uh, you know, going to, to uh, the PGA.com and, and looking for a, uh, a instructor that has a program developed like what we have uh, here in Southern California at, at Pachanga um, is kind of the first step because they'll have now uh, – before it's just go and, and take a lesson, but now that we have a lot of great uh, instructors, uh, coaches uh, that are doing uh, again what we do it, with the with the juniors to get them as well acclimated and, and interested in the game, and we, we're doing a lot better job of making it more fun for them. Uh, where I like to get them really interested at a younger age is because one of the main reasons, not so much. Uh, uh, pushing them into the game, but uh, right around that age of four, five, six, uh, a lot of times the kids just want to do something with their parents, mm. you know. So just to bring them out to to the range, they just want to be there. And then, and then once they see what you do, you know, uh, then you know you go into these programs that we can teach these kids so fast now with 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 the uh, the types of process that we use now where you see how technical things have gotten right i know folks are constantly around the game of golf and all the teachers and 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 what's on youtube and everything's gotten so complicated which has been great for it, it's been good for us as teachers and coaches but when it comes to teaching you know somebody that's just getting into the game we had to really simplify it as well as making it a lot more fun to attract them to stay and then retain them once we get them in. You know, Randy, you know, taking it a little step further, I mean, once getting them in the game now, now being involved and the example would be my now eight year old who I started her when she was about five 
And we did some camps and some junior camps. And she's got a great swing. She's able to make contact. She's able to hit the ball. She enjoys it. It was only a 30-minute or, or an hour lesson. And then we would go home, and then that was it. I would then bring her out on the golf course, and the biggest struggle is the stamina. It's after three holes of just frustration. A seven-year-old is going to give up. And we had Dr. Joseph Perrin on the on the, the podcast not long ago, and he gave us a great tip. Yeah about playing with your child and hitting the golf ball to where they hit the golf ball, not showing them up and, and sticking the green. Hit it 20 yards in front. I have yet to try it, but similar to that, is there any advice you can give to kind of keep that stamina up or keep that kid or that young brain engaged out on the golf course or even out on a practice facility? Well, I'll tell you what has worked for us uh, real well on on that, on that matter is uh, – what we found, you folks are familiar with the PGA Junior League, mm-hmm. and what what we have seen is that when you get them in that type of environment at that age, where they're, you know, uh, with others in a, in in a kind of a more competitive um, environment, and but at the same time, where you know with this format, uh, you know they don't have to be uh, real good to get started, but we have seen. You know, not only the people, the, the kids wanting to go back out there and, and play in that format, uh, it's retained them and they've gotten better uh, at a faster rate than if they were just in our program and took those lessons or took that camp. Um, that junior league format, uh, kind of a team concept, uh, has been unbelievable uh, since since the you know since it was instigated back then. So that was that's one thing. Uh, when you get out there, like like what Dr. Joe Parent has uh, uh, has discussed, is you know getting out there and and playing the course, not from back where uh, you normally play, but you know start at the 150 yard marker and go on. And it's like what you said: have them hit the shot, and you play, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with them in that scramble format, so you can keep up with with pace of play, and just getting them to understand you know, playing the game and, and how much fun that that could be. But that, that little competitive part of it uh, where, Hey, let, let's, let's play for, um, Hey, if you, if you, if you win, I'll, I'll, I'll do the dishes. If you lose, you wash my car, you know, but <laughs> right. keeping it, but keeping that, that, that little competitive thing really starts to, for the most, for most part, um, keeps the kids uh, enjoying it uh, during during their time of either practicing on the range or or playing gotcha and i want you to to go back a second and speak a little bit more specifically about your program you had mentioned about it making it fun and engaging and things like that um but just to give us an idea of from the like a parent standpoint, what it what it would look like to see our, our kids go through your program, um, because I think that would be also educational on our behalf of just knowing like kind of what to expect, what a good program for juniors looks like. Yeah. So number one, it's organized, and the and and there's there's also levels that you, the parents want to see, you know, improvement. And so we have our different levels. We have our diff, uh, development level when you first sign up. Uh, the other thing that we've made a big stress upon, and this is through, uh, if you folks are familiar with the uh, the ADM model and the PGA dot coach, if anyone has talked about that, uh, but what they've done is made made the study, uh, twenty five year study uh, with the Olympic, I think it was Olympic hockey, um, 
where bringing the kids up from from when they first started, from three years all the way till age 14 or 15, uh, that we build athletes. So uh, the physical, the fitness side of it, we've added to to our all of our programs just a, a good five ten minutes of uh, the kind of the tpi things that they've recommended uh, all over the years um, but when they come in we that we definitely feel that's very important if they, for, for all parts of life so so the the fitness side of it some of the tpi stuff uh get getting these these kids uh and training them to become athletes all through that that this uh, process until they get to that 14, 15 years of age is really important. From there, uh, like I say, if you just got started, uh, the first level one, they just have to do a few things uh, where there's an actual testing, uh, like if you went to martial arts and going mm-hmm. from the white belt to the, to the yellow belt and so on. Uh, I think that's really important for the parents to see that, okay, they're just going to take all this and then put some, you know, put some onus on, on the, the parents as well to say, okay, you have to practice Mm -hmm. and get them, you know, involved with that routine as you would with any other sport that you'd play. Uh, You know, a, a lot of programs that you do see out there. And I said, they've gotten so much better now than it was in the past where it was just, okay, you'll take a week long camp. You come in and just take a, a series of lessons from us, and then and then that's it. You know, so we try to retain them in that sense. So they'll take the level one. They have to do some simple things like hold their finish for three seconds. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and and be able to uh, do some very simple things to get through that that first level. And they, then we give them, you know, a, a, a white hat that uh, right. signifies that, okay, we, we've gone through level one. And then the next level, uh, they have to do a few more things um, uh, specifically uh, to get to the next level. By our, by our third level, they are, they're basically golf course ready. And so they see the kids that are on the golf course, they have to go through, you know, at least the first two levels. And uh, again, with, with some testing after each uh, of those of those series of lessons, so so to me that that's what uh, retains the kids. That's mm-hmm. what gets them, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, I, I I like that hat." You know, I want to get yeah. I want to get my last next hat. So uh, seeing that type of program, I think would would be something the parents would like to, to like to look for. Um, to the point like now we have our the next level, and this is that that top level where. Uh, we're using technology that you see where I'm at, where we have our golf lab now, where we've got all the high tech stuff in here, uh, you know, the launch monitors, uh, everything like what Shay talked about mm-hmm. uh, with, with custom club fitting. So you can go from three years all the way through college in 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 our program. And so um I think that's what the parents should 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 look out for is, is that type of organization and you know a way that they can see they can actually see their kids are getting better. Yeah, and I I love that uh, concept of the hats or however we want to implement it. It's from every experience that we've seen with it, especially with kids, is that they just 
they're so motivated by that, whether it be that they're used to like playing video games and there's always that achieving that next level. There's something like that. There's something with the way we're wired that we like those, those little steps. So I love that, whether, like I said, whether it be the hats or like you talk about in martial arts, it's the belt, but something that visually and physically signifies to them that they've reached a level. It's a level that they can feel proud of because golf too is such a complex sport. And sometimes I think a lot of the frustration, why a lot of people get away from the game is because they're looking so far they've get, they're saying this this goal and and that's what we talked about like mike had said the frustration that they experience when they go out there and play with you and they're like i can't do anything like that just those things where they have that moment where they can feel like hey i've achieved something i'm making some progress here i think that that is one of the best ways to in my own personal experience anyway to get kids to, to stay and hang on to the game yeah so so our thing as as the PGA of America is really pushing is, you know, getting the kids to learn how to play as fast as possible. We've gotten into the mechanics of the golf swing, uh, in my opinion, a, a little too much. And, mm. you know, when you get to that level, like you're, you want to go to play in college or want to play on tour uh, and you get to a certain age where you can uh, understand those type of things. Uh, we need to keep things real simple. So, so we'll have the, the kids on the course in the matter of basically in two months. And then on the course, they get a lot better on the course through this junior league uh, format that has come about. Uh, so, uh, and then from there, they, they've already got now. Um, uh, and what we've seen that we we feel like we've taught our kids so well that at that point in another year, they're, they are beating their parents, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's always the coolest thing, as you know, is like, man, I want to beat my dad. At, at, of course, <laughs> of course. And I love that concept of, of not getting too hung up on the mechanics. because I think that can be another point where it can cause kids to feel overwhelmed or lose interest. But I think the question that would come in my mind as a parent would be, what is that, that line of how much mechanics do you do in so much as I think my fear as being a golfer and looking back would be this fear of having to relearn something. I know how hard it is to change certain flaws in my swing that it's, when I think about it, I've been doing them for so long, they're so hard to change. Or you hear people say like, if you've got to go through a grip change, how much, how, how tough that can be. So how, what should a parent be looking at when it comes to those mechanics? How concerned should they be if they see their kid doing something wrong of like, I, I, the worry there that they're going to be like, this is going to be so hard for my kid to fix later. And so that's where I get, obviously each, each coach will have a, a difference on how that's on how we approach that. In fact, we start with that. It's like, you're, they're going to, since from their three all the way to what you're going to change, you're going to make changes. So, uh, our approach is, um, is how to go about uh, going through that process of making change. They'll be changing all the way through. We have some basic stuff that we do. And I think we talked about that. Our first, our first uh, meeting is, is our, our mechanics philosophy is, you know, you go with a Y, you go to an L, you go to backwards L and you hold your finish for three seconds. And that's the base going all the <laughs> right. way through when, <laughs> I mean, that's the simplicity of it. Um, you know, making those changes. Uh, and by the way, I watch, you know, I watch you guys, your, your swings and you guys got good swings. You both can all hit, hit a golf ball just fine. I could help your putting well, though, you. Frank. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could use all the, the help mechanic, I could get. Yeah. 
just there it the, is. just the mechanic. I mean, both <laughs> both both of your mechanics part. If you watch it, there's just a handful of things that we feel are just the fundamentals, and and it really isn't rocket science to uh, to hit a golf ball. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to tell the parents, and we show them through our process. Say, look, I can make you. Uh, look and swing like tiger or whoever you want uh, through this simple little process that we do that you can hit a golf ball. Uh, playing the game is yeah. a whole different story. <laughs> that, you know, like when I watch you folks, you know, playing the game of golf is, is extremely hard. Uh, so we try to, the, the mechanics of getting someone, I, I can get somebody to hit a golf ball to understand why they hit it fat, why they hit it thin or topping it, why they go right, why they go left, or why they shank it, you know, in in, in a month's time and, and four lessons. If you have to make a grip change, that grip change comes about real, real easy if we're not into this feeling thing of of, of uncomfort. You know, it, you, you, heart, you have a heart. If you make a grip change, uh, both of you, you know how uncomfortable it feels, right? For sure. And when you're, when you're, when you're uncomfortable, then and then things happen to your to your body where your hands start tensing up and you feel like okay I can't hit the ball. But we start these these uh, all of our students from the kids on out is like we don't worry about hitting a golf ball. We just worry about making a swing and however it feels, it feels. So we we start them um, by getting them comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. And then then you can make, you don't worry how it feels and you just go ahead and just do it. It's just an action. And after a few swings, and all it takes is a couple of swings and then, then you hit one ball good and then all of a sudden it's comfortable again. But going through that process is kind of what we do. And and Dr. Joe Parent is a, a you know, a big uh, fan of, and, and I've studied a lot of stuff. I've listened to him talk. Uh, he's talked o- over here at, at our seminars in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love what he says. He says, you know, golf, uh, when they say how much is mental and physical, um, he, you know, he said, uh, you know, golf is 90% mental and 10% mental. <laughs> and so it's just we, we train these kids how to think and get them ready mentally yeah. to, to, to be able to make changes down the line. And so it, that's where our, our approach is definitely a, a lot different than, I, I don't want to say old school, just how I used right. to teach before. I like that, though. You're, the foundation that you're creating is of a, a student. The foundation is of somebody who can learn to adapt rather than rigid fundamentals that, that makes sense rigid you know swing fundamentals because yeah as a golfer you got to be able to learn and adapt because at any point you can always work on getting better so that's that's really great yeah um one of the last things i wanted to ask you before we let you go here is it's a, another common question that often often comes up and i i think you've got some possible tips for us here uh maybe it's even a, it's a misconception per, perhaps but people think well I'm a little bit wary to get my kid into golf because it's so expensive. You know, golf gets labeled with this expensive. Now I'll, I'll make the case that any sport could be like that. If you're a parent who's invested in hockey equipment or something like that, you know, anything could be a dance, you know, dance classes could be expensive, whatever it may be. But, um, what tips would you have or, or what would you say to a parent who is a little bit, that's one of their concerns is they don't want to quite go down that path because they're worried I'm setting my kid up for something they're going to want to do and I won't be able to afford it. 
Yeah, and you made you made the main point is is it's like in anything that that you do, it costs a lot. I mean, football. I I got my my son to football and it pay for all the pads and everything. Yeah. It's no different than than all the clubs, but there is. Um, so much out there now, especially with the online and, and all these new companies that come out for equipment, you can get equipment to get started very inexpensive. Uh, if you just do, do some of the research on some of those trade-in uh, companies that are coming on up, I know I know, um, like Roger Dunn has that great program over here. Uh, we do that our, ourselves. Uh, and we, when they first start, we have clubs that we let them borrow to get on in. And if they do decide that they want it, they want to do it. There's so many great uh, junior programs that uh, the, your your individual states have. Like for instance, in Southern California, uh, the SCJ, Southern Cal- California Golf Association, as well as uh, our Southern California PGA section, has all these great programs that that we work with the, the golf courses uh, that they can play the game for five to $10, you know, at certain times, which is usually mm-hmm. at the end of the day, two hours before where these kids can, can play, um, can play golf for five to $10, $10. And uh, the junior league is another one that is, is, is very, I wouldn't say inexpensive, but, but basically will be on that same, a level of, you know, dance and ballet where you can play all these golf courses in that type of uh, league, uh, mm-hmm. like little league and baseball or, or so on. So uh, it's really not as expensive as uh, we have lent it to be over the years, um, especially for us as well with these third party, you know, uh, the tea time companies that have c- come into play that you can find great deals to play really good golf courses these days. Mm-hmm. So those things are being too expensive, takes too much time. Uh, it's too hard to learn. Right. So those are your three main issues yep. on why the parents are out there asking, you know, do I want to get them in? Well, we're making it, we're showing them that it's not hard to learn. I can get you your, your, your junior on the golf course in, in the matter of two to three months uh, of, of in our program. Uh, right now, we're working on th- you know, playing six holes, five holes, nine holes now, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's not taking as long. And with this pandemic, one of the neat things that has happened is, I don't know, at speed of play just started <laughs> getting better with the spreading out of the tee times, uh, the single riding, even the walking, more people are walking now yeah. and they're playing faster than they used to before. And we, this was an age old problem that we've dealt with over, over the years at, at journey of Pachanga it, that our, our course is, you know, one of the top courses in, in Southern California, but it's, it can be very difficult because it plays all through the canyons. And we used to be a minimum, you know, uh, five and a half hours now uh-huh. that's gone to four and a half and it's been crazy what what this thing has done so it's made it so much more enjoyable this is a at this time which hopefully we can maintain that to get these people into the game no doubt about it yeah i mean again always looking for those silver linings well randy it, it's great to get that chance to talk to you again i'm sure 
lot of this has been just terrific insight for anyone who's asking those exact questions, getting their kids into the game. Um, now, for anybody who is in the Southern California area and would like to, I know you had said there's a lot of waiting lists and stuff like right now. I know you're very busy. Um, but anybody who wants to find out more about your specific program and potentially getting their kids involved, how would what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, again, you can go to the to the journey uh, to the Journey Pachanga uh, website, which will direct the, direct them right through the instructional programs. Uh, we also have our Randy Chang uh, PGA dot com that gets us to the, the old Randy Chang Golf Schools and what we do. More information on what we do, but uh, that'd be the best way to kind of uh, contact us and and get them going. We're actually trying. We've got Temecula Creek as you heard from Shay uh, last week. So we have two golf courses now to uh, be able to utilize. And we're building that program over there uh, Temecula Creek and, and Pachanga as well. That's terrific. Yeah. And I, what we'll do too, is we'll link all of those in the video and podcast yeah. description. So everybody can check that out. But again, Randy, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, could you just do me a favor, send some of that Southern California warm weather up here because, <laughs> you know, we got to get back out on the golf course That's as soon right. as possible. Well, I, to- I think I, I, I told you guys, your winter months, you guys have to just make your way out over here and do, <laughs> do some of the shows out over here and, <laughs> and just plan that for next year. Put now- it in the budget. That's exactly it. Now Sounds good. <laughs> Don't have to twist our arm too hard. But again, Randy, thank you. It's been great once again having you on the show. Uh, and again, it's it, I just love you know seeing all the things that you're doing for youth golf because it, it is not only is it great for the kids and the parents, but it also it's getting that next generation interested and understanding and knowing how to play the game, which ultimately helps what we all want to do is grow the game. So thank you for everything you do, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, I appreciate uh, you guys and what you folks do. That's a great. Uh, a place to get people to talk about the game. So thanks a lot. Hey, it's great speaking with you. And I'm, and I'm sure hopefully it won't be another full five years before we talk to you. Yeah, again. Right. We'll, we'll get you back on the show and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. I'd be happy to. All right. So that was fun. I mean, I know every time I speak to, to Randy or some of the other guys who work in youth golf, I learn something. So hopefully you guys listening along, learn something as well. Um, and it, it, cause it is, it's just such a, it can be kind of as a parent, like a little bit intimidating because we just, we have such a desire as golfers to have our kids feel that same enjoyment for the game that we feel. Mm -hmm. But we also at the same time understand the frustration and understand that their age can be even more difficult. So it's really is about just finding that right program. Um, and then just supporting them in that journey. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, that frustration, like I kept saying, it's the hardest thing. I can't get my daughter to play more than four holes. Yeah. And maybe that's all it is. You know, maybe that's it. And then it's just pack it in, come back another time. But I'm really going to try that Dr. Joseph parent trick, as well as some of the tips that Randy that, that mentioned, because I, I really think I can get her back. I feel like I'm losing her from golf. Yeah. But I feel like I can get her back in. Yeah, I think so. I always like that that tip. And you guys go back and check out that episode with Dr. Joseph Parent. You want to hear a little bit more about that. And always, uh, we always encourage you guys to check out some of the, the old episodes. Check out our last episode with um, with Randy, mm-hmm. where we we dove into some of the, a little bit more of the mechanic stuff. I know we wanted to talk about some new things this time, but that was back in episode eleven. So you can go to golfisy.com. I'm sorry, one eleven. Mm-hmm. Wow, eleven is really back, but. <laughs> Go to golfisty.com slash episode 111 
one, uh, which you can get, you know, there, or you can get it in the, the golf is the app where we have all of the old episodes. Um, but yeah, I think that that was, uh, that was interesting to me where he had, he had mentioned that he's like, sometimes we play five holes, seven holes, nine holes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of my favorite parts are, are those programs that put those stepping stones. We've seen it before firsthand. Uh, a lot of the other places that we've, we've worked with, whether it be that Connecticut golf school yeah. uh, to uh, the guys with game like training, the different hats. And then kids, they, they want that. They wear it with pride when they reach that next level. Um, so I think that in a, in a sport that can you can play your whole life and never master, finding programs that give kids these small wins – are something that's going to help them stick with the game. For sure, 100%. And if you're willing to do the legwork uh, as a parent, this, it doesn't have to be incredibly expensive. As you said, there's ways you can find those those tee times that are a little bit discounted. You can do all types of things with, with different club options. Um, I know even for myself, a lot of uh, my older clubs, I'm saving them mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to just cut them to fit them one day. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and exactly. just anything like that, that just kind of getting a little bit creative. Uh, golf gets labeled with that, you know, gets slapped with that too it expensive does. label. But it, again, you you can you can find ways to get out there and just enjoy it. And his point about, you know, joining with other groups, I found that my best advice is my daughter's always excelled when she's went to the group fitness, uh, fitness group lessons where there's other kids yeah. so she can watch them make mistakes too and see it when it's one-on-one she gets frustrated that she's not doing what the teacher's doing and right. whatever but the, he was spot on about the groups yeah and it gives them that they make friends the camaraderie yeah, exactly. um it's just so many good benefits to it uh but anyway it, whatever it is whether you've had good experiences frustrations whatever it is with youth golf maybe it's your kids uh maybe it's you uh, yourself uh maybe you learning as and uh, being a youth golfer because i know there's a lot of younger golfers who watch and listen to the show let us know your own experiences in the comments or in the Facebook group because we'd love to hear it. Um, and, you know, it's just it's a learning experience for all of us. But at the end of the day, it, the more we can help kids learn the game, the more we are guaranteeing the future of the game. That's so it. we're all invested Absolutely. in it. I think it's an important thing. 100%. Um, that's everything we have for you guys this week. You can get to the show notes by going to golfacy.com slash episode 364. We'll link to uh, all of Randy's uh, contact information is there as well. Uh, and you can get that in the Golfacy app. Thanks again to Randy for stopping by the show again. And we'll see everybody again next week. 